Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very unique episode of the Mind Valley podcast. First off, this episode is R rated. So it is for people over 18. We're going to be discussing sacred sexuality. And our guest today is Helena Hudova, a former Czech model and humanitarian who's appeared on countless covers, Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Cosmo, Vogue. According to FHM magazine, Hudova is one of the top 100 most beautiful women in the world. But what's truly unique about her is that she's known for donating almost all of her earnings to charities for orphans and disadvantaged children. She was named Goodwill Ambassador for Maternal, Newborn, and Child Health, and has become one of the most famous models and women in her country. She's even been dubbed the Czech Princess Diana in recognition of her humanitarian work and her immense popularity in the Czech Republic and Central Europe. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. So I'm recording this podcast in the middle of a massive thunderstorm in Kuala Lumpur. Helena, our guest, is in Bali. So this whole event is being recorded somewhere in the tropics. You are going to hear rain. You are going to hear lightning and thunder. Just think of it as a dramatic soundtrack to this conversation. Helena, welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. Thank you so much, Vision, and I am uh, absolutely delighted we have this sound because uh, it's such a perfect background music for our topic, which is sacred sexuality. I know it, right? And why is this such an important topic to you? For me, it seems like all the awakenings and all the transformations uh, happened through somehow sex and sexuality. I had a huge awakening about six years ago, and as it often happens, it was through trauma. Uh, I, My daughter was 10 months. She was my third child. And uh, one day I just found out that my um, ex-husband and father of my children was um, uh, living another life. And later on, it turned into sex addiction. And uh, as you can imagine, it completely broke my heart, shattered my world. And, um, you know, there were moments where my soul just wanted to leave and not not be part of this suffering anymore. And um, I remember a moment laying down on the grass uh, outside of our house and just... Uh, just having massive panic attack, breathing into a paper bag and just trying to stay here, not to leave, just trying to make it happen. And then my daughter started crying. I had to go nurse her. So she kind of saved my life at that point. And, um, you know, the message in it now, I of course know that it was a huge gift that my ex-husband gave me the most amazing gift because I met myself through that suffering, through that looking inside that, uh, those wounds which 
I had to heal. I had to uh, really give attention to, and I have to accept and love it. Love that part of me, which was, you know, people say broken, but I wasn't broken. I just, I just had to let go the ideas what I thought I was. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, the Rumi said, and you use that same word, wound, right? The Rumi said, the wound is the place through which the light enters. Suffering is often our greatest teacher. Viktor Frankl said, when meaning is given to suffering, it ceases to become suffering. It sounds that what you went through with this traumatic relationship and being left with three kids led to something and led to this, this discovery of this aspect of personal growth, which you're now looking to bring to the world. How did that happen? Well, I started having dreams and daydreams and visions of my past lives. And I thought I was going completely crazy. I thought that, um, you know, okay, now, now what? Should I get onto, onto some pills? Should I suppress it? And I started Googling sacred sexuality because I had these visions of places where people were absolutely in power with their sexuality and they were using it for nurturing earth, for nurturing crops, for um, harnessing that energy. And I was a huge part of that. It, I knew how to work with that. I knew how to heal people with that or, you know, any beings really. And it was so scary. I had no idea what to do with that. So I just Googled sacred sexuality and one article fell on me and that was about Lemuria. And that's where sacred sexuality took big place. And I just read it and I bawled and cried and just, it was like coming back home, coming back to knowing why I am here and what am I here to do. And since then, basically, every change in my life, every new level of awakening, every, let's say, you know, when you get the onion slayers off and you're getting into the center, it always happened through some sexual experience. And it didn't have to be most um, uh, amazing experience or very enlightening experience. It was just realizing how much blocks I had to believe in my power, in my sexuality. Um, and basically just getting rid of those conditionings, getting, getting rid of the beliefs that sex is that bad, dirty, not to be talked about, that it, um, that you know, erections are shameful, that uh, boobs has to look certain way, that beauty um, is uh, one cut it all. It's, it's just all of this happened to me through some sexual um, experience. And as I was searching for my own healing, I came across men who um, taught me sacred massage of yoni. And that was, that for me was mind blowing because when I received it, all my traumas just came up and I was able to hold them. And I never screamed so much in my life through with pain. And I gave three births naturally. Um, and I realized how much we carry our traumas, our pains, our, um, and any type of any type of uh, just just anything negative 
our ego will store it in places where nobody ever touch you with intention of healing, which are genitals, right? Because we are not taught to do that. And this work with my own trauma brought me to understanding that when we give attention and love to our genitals, to our sexual center, we actually find power because sexuality is huge power within us. We are superhumans. We are superheroes. Every single person, one of us is. But over the thousands and thousands of years, it was very much suppressed in us because we are easily manipulated if we don't believe that we are powerful. And I believe that sexuality and the sexual energy, if we learn how to work with that, we can heal. We can heal ourselves. We can heal planet Earth. We can we can step into our power because we believe in ourselves. And when you look at it from what sexual energy really is, it's the primal energy. It's the beginning and end of everything. We are born through that. We are, you know, we are the products of the sexual energy. The sexual energy is everywhere around us. Trees make love. We make love. The animals. Yet it's so taboo. I believe you said sexual energy is the center of it all. It is the primal, the first, the creative, the all-in-one energy in the world. It rules the world. Imagine we would own it. We would love it. We would respect it. We would come from love, not fear. But of course, in, in spiritual practices, there's a big divide, right? Talking about sexual energy is not considered spiritual. And I guess that's because for the longest time, the domain of spiritual has been held by organized religion. And sexuality in almost every major religion in the world has always been taboo. So what is spiritual sexuality or spiritual sexual energy? I admit this is a field I am relatively new at. I'd love for you to explain how spirituality and what you're experiencing when you talk about the yoni massage or the lingam massage or the ta or tantra. What is that and how does that come together? So um, the easiest way how to explain it is that when we enter sexual arousal, when we really are conscious, and that's where the sacredness comes in, that you are conscious. It's not the, you know, just hunt for the release like most of people today take sex as such. Uh, but when you consciously put awareness in the sexual energy and you learn to work with that, uh, that's where the magic happened. And that point which fascinates me is when two partners, and it doesn't matter, woman or, and man, or two men, two women, it's genderless, when two people come together and they consciously work with this energy, they um, that's the moment, because when you are aroused, you are in altered state of consciousness. You are in trance. And that's the closest moment you are to enlightenment. And, and um, societies and cultures in ancient times used this energy for enlightenment, actually, because as we know, we don't have only physical body, we have also energetical body. And we have, in Kundalini Yoga, we have 10 bodies and some other culture said we have in 34 bodies, emotional body and, and so on. And you are um, energizing, repairing, healing, nurturing that energy body. 
not only the physical body. And as you know, everything is energy. So even the physical body gets healed. You can heal your own body with sexual energy. If you consciously put that healing into, if you work with that sexual energy during the arousal and you put it directly into the point which you want to heal with your intention and the energy body, you know, it's very, that's such a fascinating topic. If you look at sense and they have the hello, sexual energy is capable of shining you through. You know, when somebody is in love and they just made love, they look like they, they are shining and they, and you actually can charge the energy body so much that you shine. You actually shine because you attract light. You have open heart. And when two people are in love and they have open heart, they vibrate on that frequency. And in that trance, in that altered state of consciousness, you basically turn your head off. So you don't believe sex is dirty. You, you, you leave that all behind. And you really just pulsate together, attracting the light, healing, nurturing. And I actually believe, and I read some book about it, um, books that, you know, resurrection, what happened to Jesus, I believe it has to do something with this energy which they created with uh, Mary Magdalene. That's an interesting theory. Now, now let me ask you this. What is the difference between Tantra and what you mentioned earlier as a yoni massage? Tantra came from India and it's one, um, sacred, one part of sacred sexuality by location. But it's not just India where sacred sexuality was practiced. Sacred sexuality was actually practiced all over the world. The native uh, Americans uh, practiced uh, practice sacred sexuality. In Yucatan, there was a huge um, community of people who uh, worked with that and initiated their youngs, their teenagers, into the art, how to be good husband, how to be good uh, father, how to use that sexual energy. Um, but also Taoists, um, that's another, right, that stands right next to Tantra. Um, but also, um, you know, I, I remember in Cambodia during Khmer, uh, during uh, Angkorian um, times, um, usually this knowledge knowledge was everywhere it was in egypt it was in africa it was in europe it was in in just different in just different ways you know the secrets were passed through generation as as and they were not really secrets they were just knowledge and they they hugged the sexuality it was part of nature part of life so this has been existing in many indigenous cultures around the world and i guess what you're saying is that tantra is the label for the collective body of this work that emerged from Hinduism in India. Yes. Got it. But it's so much wider than that. So, so I experienced something really profound. I once worked with a sacred sexuality teacher who offered to have me experience what would be a lingam massage. And, um, it is basically a massage of the male genital. And I'm saying this for, for the people who are listening, but it is not about having an orgasm or, or any form of release. 
So the whole idea is not to release. Now, what was really interesting was that I experienced this incredible flow of energy going from my body, from the base of my spine, all the way to my heads and shooting out of my fingertips. It felt as if something had possessed me and my body was flopping around. And following this experience, that energy came back. The very next month, I was, I was basically um, doing neuro training, 40 years of Zen neuro training at, at uh, Dave Asprey's Institute. And in the middle of neuro training, once again, I felt this energy and it was the exact same feeling. But this time I was sitting up straight on a chair. I was not being touched by anyone, but it felt as if someone was shaking my chair. And the, fe- the following month, I experienced the energy again um, during self-pleasure. And then it stopped. I never experienced this powerful flow of energy through my body again. And that has always baffled me. I haven't done enough reading in sacred spirituality. Uh, it is completely new to me. I'm a beginner here. But I'm curious as to what was I experiencing? How would you interpret that? I think that you did experience awakening of your sexual energy. Of um, In India, they would call it Kundalini energy. And that's so powerful. Maybe you first experience it uh, during the whole body orgasm, even though there's no ejaculation, but you still have orgasm. And uh, those are like the most powerful moments. Those are the moments where you are actually closest to the consciousness, to the place where we are coming from, to God, to universe. And um, you can actually learn how to work with that energy. You can, um, you can use it. You can direct it um, either towards goals you have or towards your body, healing. Um, it's super powerful. And I'm so... I'm so happy that you had it. I'm I'm celebrating you because that's massive. That's beautiful. And you see, like sharing this makes me so happy because a lot of people are experiencing these things, but we don't talk about it. We cannot talk about it. In fact, even me talking about it here on this podcast makes me very uncomfortable because I've never spoken about it publicly. And I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing it. I, and that, those were the moments, that, that what you just said, that's the moments which I was talking about, that I had some uh, awakenings through some sexual um, experiences in my life. I once experienced oneness through sexuality. I mean, I don't know if you ever experienced it, that, you know, the, the compl- co- that we are all connected and everything is one. You get it m- uh, mentally. But I experience it on cell level, cellular level. I was also self-pleasuring. And after that, I felt so dirty. I felt so absolutely dirty. And I was there and just staying with it. And then I realized that it's not my feeling. That's not what I I really believe. But I am catching feeling of my ex-husband who always felt dirty because in his religion, it wasn't accepted sexually. It wasn't accepted. And all of a sudden I was connected to him, to everybody, to, I, I could, I could look behind the globe, what was happening there. And I was everything. Now, what, how does one explore this topic further? Are they books? Are they programs? A lot of this stuff is 
completely taboo. People do not talk about it because, because it deals with sex. But, but what would be your advice for people who wanted to explore sacred sexuality further? Well, that's one thing which I think that's why I am on this planet at this lifetime, because we used to back then initiate teenagers into the art of sexuality. It's something learned. You are not born being an amazing lover. We, we have to learn that. And, you know, you go to elementary school, high school, or in case of Mind Valley, you just go straight to university. That's true. <laughs> and um, so that, that there are steps. And um, I'm currently creating an online course for teenagers so they can learn about differences between women and men and what 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 is needed for a woman to get aroused and how her energy works because until now women were always treated as their arousal was treated exactly the same like men and we are so different so you know it's kind of like a manual for teenagers but it's for teenagers at every age so it's for everybody really it's introduction into sacred sexuality and how really work with this energy and how to um, first get to know yourself because self-pleasuring is such an important part. So you're saying that this energy can be released through self-pleasuring? Yes. Okay, now can it also be released when, when you talk about this these, these experiences, like the experience of oneness, this experience of energy shooting through you, is this something that happens to you when you gain a certain level of expertise with this? And does the partner matter? Do you have to be with a partner who is trained in this? Or is this something that you can train yourself to experience regardless of the partner, as long as you're having sex? You can, tra you can, you can train yourself. You definitely can train yourself. There is a different aspect when you are with the partner that you are working together and there is comp more compassion. There is more um, gentleness. There is more um the energy is different but i wouldn't say better or worse it's just different because it's two people coming together with, with the same intention uh but it is important to start with ourselves to get to know what do we like what 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 works for us how can i um how can i work with this energy what 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 type of orgasms do i experience um so, you know, the self-pleasuring is about getting to know myself. And that's the most important relationship with yourself, self-love. That's why sacred sexuality and self-love is so close to each other. It's basically one. Wow. Wow. I, I, I love this idea. Now, one more thing I want to ask you is you mentioned that this energy. Now, is there a specific term for this energy that you use? Uh, sexual energy, people also call it Kundalini energy, but um, you know it's the primal energy. It's the it's it's the all. It's the big bang. Let's call it primal energy. Okay, so so primal energy. I've heard people tell me this, and again, I've not explored it. Like I said, I'm relatively new to this topic. I've heard people talk about primal energy as applied to manifesting. Even in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, he talks about sexual energy applied to the power of your mind. What are your views on this? And how does it work? Like, are you visualizing or thinking about your goals while pleasuring yourself? 
I, and I don't mean for that question to count, sound absurd, but what is that process like? It's quantum physics. You are attracting what you vibrate, what you are. So when you are aroused, you are in that altered consciousness, right? The state is you're in the trance. And it doesn't matter if it's self-pleasuring or if it's lovemaking. So you are not only you're not only in trance, but you also have intention. Imagine that power in that. So you are vibrating what you really want, what you really are, what you what you want to attract. And you are in that energy in trance, in altered state of consciousness. So that's that that's the answer. Now are there are are they practices for this? Definitely. There are there are practices and one I actually wanted to do today, um it requires closing eyes and going inside. So if people are driving Right. So what this means is you wouldn't want to listen to this portion of the podcast if you're actually driving. It's very simple, but we were talking about the split between spiritual and sexual, right? Today, I want to experience um, the connection between two of them. And uh, the goal is to love your sexuality, to love your sexual organs. I see so many women changing their bodies, cutting parts of their yonis or changing their breasts just because they don't they think they should look different than they look. And loving genitals the way we were born with them is absolute, absolute key. And so we're going to connect the heart with, with the genitals, with the sexual energy, with the sexual center. So we're going to send love to our genitals and that energy in our genitals, we're going to send back to, uh, back to our heart. I see. I see. So this is a meditative experience? Yes. And we can be seated on a chair or in a cushion, but we will need our eyes closed. Yes. And it's very simple. You can do it with in, in a minute once you get this. And uh, it really connects us back to the primal power. And we can own our uh, power and we can own joy and pleasure and uh, enjoy life more fully. Please close your eyes and put your right hand on your heart, on your heart center, and your left hand cup your genitals. Now take a deep breath in and breathe that oxygen and beautiful energy into your genitals and into your heart. And with the exhale, just let it flow inside your body. Now with the next inhale, you're going to squeeze your genitals, your anus and your lower belly. And you're going to let that energy flow up through your spine into your heart. You're going to open your heart for this energy, for this beautiful, pleasure-filled, joyful energy. And with the exhale, you're gonna send it back from heart into your genitals, in front of your body, through your belly. So let's try that again. Take a deep inhale, squeeze your genitals, your anus, and your lower belly. 
and pull that energy up in your heart. Fill that energy with love. Just smuggle it, snuggle it, love it. Fill it with pleasure and joy and mix it with love and compassion and send it with the back down with your exhale. Squeeze your genitals again with the inhale and pull the energy up in your heart. Fill it with love, mix it with love and compassion. And with exhale, send it back down. And you can continue doing this as long as you want. The goal is to understand that our genitals, our sexual energy is power. It is beautiful, it is nurturing, it is healing. It is you, it is part of nature and us. And when you own your sexual energy, you own your power. And there is no difference between your heart and your genitals. We are all, it's all beautiful. It's all welcomed. And we need to celebrate that. Thank you. That was really, really interesting. What I got out of that is that often when we are meditating, we pay attention to our heart, but we don't really pay attention to our sexuality, to our sexual organs. And I found it interesting that you were asking us to breathe in through our genitals and then to send that energy up through our spine, to our heart. And as you said that, I remember reading about other techniques and, and other teachers who have mentioned similar things. Um, about channeling that energy up to the spine. Is there a particular word for this process or is this what we call a kundalini awakening? I wouldn't call it kundalini awakening. I would call it um, really, really taking the power back, really consciously um, focusing on not listening to the messages we hear about sexuality anymore. You know, <laughs> It's not dirty. It's not. Uh, it's it's it, it's it's everywhere around us, right? Like when you look at ads, everything sells through sex, but you can't talk about it. You have to be great at it. But how am I supposed to be great at it? Then if it's taboo, if we can't if we can't talk to it, <laughs> if, if I can't talk about it. So this is really connecting the energy of love to the energy of sexuality and loving the sex and hugging the love with sexuality, mixing it together because it's all one. It's the same energy. It's all vibrating high. Now, let me ask you this. If we were doing this with a partner, what does that process look like? It looks very similar. We can change the breathing. You can change their ex uh, exhale in. You can do inhale on their exhale. So you are imagining how the flow is floating in between your hearts and in between your genitals. So you create like a sort of double eight. But that would be something I would suggest um, to 
practice in very mindful, conscious, ever uh, presence of the other one, of the beloved one. I see. But you would, one would be doing this during just bodily contact and holding or during intercourse? You can do both. You can definitely do both. And the same technique, can this be applied during self-pleasuring? Yes. Yes, it's actually very beautiful. I, When I guide people through meditation, we usually don't um, arouse ourselves too much. Not because I would have a problem with it, but because society still, you know, what if somebody sees my erection? What if I make sexual sound? You know, so we will get there slowly. But working with this energy, uh, especially in groups, like frees you it frees you of all the conditionings even the point of really noticing what is sexual energy because a lot of people hear sexual energy but they don't know what to imagine um, it's that yummy feeling we get uh, like the bubbles the, the the butterflies the the beautiful energy which which you know you you usually people when you are not conscious about it, you only feel it in your genitals or maybe on your erythrogen zones, but all our body is very sensible to touch. And um, so just noticing what is my sexual energy? What do I feel? Can I move it? Can I work with it? You know, there are def different breath techniques you can you can learn for self-pleasuring and for lovemaking. Um, so just lay down get yourself aroused and play with that energy. You know, a lot of people, um, goal is orgasm, just release. But we are wasting that potential. We can use that for nurturing our bodies. We can use that for healing. We can use that for connecting to ourselves much more. So just noticing, the first step would be really noticing what is my sexual energy? How does it feel? What am I capable of doing with it at this point? And the next step would be to maybe um, find more education about it, get more. Are there any classic books that you might recommend that deal with this topic? One I absolutely love is a woman's Anatomy of Woman's Arousal, which is from Sherry Winston. Uh, I learned so much from that uh, alone. Because it really gives men um, manual what to, you know. We know what happens to men during arousal anatomically, but very little people knows what happened to women anatomically because it's happening mostly inside. So uh, no, having that knowledge that's pretty much critical for being great lover for men and women. And that's the one by Sherry Winston. Okay, so the book is called Women's and Woman's Anatomy of Arousal, Secret Maps to Buried Pleasure. Mm -hmm. There's also a beautiful one called, called uh, which is um, about um, uh, the, the culture, about the knowledge which is carried through generations of native Indians um, from Mexico. So Helena, thank you so much for sparking this conversation. This was definitely one of the podcasts that I think I have to learn a lot more about. Typically, when I have a guest in the podcast, I am very well versed in that field, but not in this field. 
this is very new for me, but it's something that I am committed to gaining mastery of at some point soon. So thank you for opening my eyes to what is possible here and to sharing these ideas with our listeners. Is there, are there any closing words you'd like to share? Allow yourself to feel pleasure. Pleasure is power. Um, we have been wrapped of it for so many thousands of years and it's time to reclaim it. It's time to know that you are powerful beyond measure. Every single one of us have that energy in us. And when you own your sexuality, your sexual energy, you own your power. We are superheroes. <laughs> thank you, Helena. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Vishen, thank you so much for this opportunity. I am grateful, blessed, and extremely thankful. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.